Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Uh, Derek, football episodes last week, and now we're transitioning to basketball because John Calipari landed a big one Monday night in five-star wing Justin Edwards, number three player in the country, just a huge pickup for John Calipari a, a month after they added Robert Dillingham. Yeah, it feels like um, 2009 to 2015 cows back uh, and, and much needed, right? I mean, in terms of how things have gone the uh, last few seasons, um, you know, obviously you had the COVID year that was very bad, but then last year was a pretty good season, but getting knocked out early uh, felt like, you know, Kentucky had some good momentum uh, in terms of the roster, but on the recruiting front, this is kind of, old school cow feels like getting out on the trail. And then you mentioned Edwards being the number three player in the country. That's why he is on the 24 seven sports composite. He's a uh, number two uh, in the 24 seven ranking. So separate from the composite, he, he moved up to number two today. Once GG Jackson, who uh, we didn't mention on this show, but the sec got another five star South Carolina, kind yeah. of a cool story there. Uh, keeping him home after he decommitted from North Carolina, but because Jackson went to the 2022 class, everybody moved up a spot. So Edwards is there. At number two, and I, I mean, I think the best news of all, Sean, um, I guess two things. One, if you kind of read the reporting with this recruitment, Kentucky closed strong yeah. on Edwards. And that kind of leads me to my next point is you beat out one of your top rivals, Tennessee, to get Edwards, a guy that, I mean, Tennessee had recruited this kid for years uh, as their top priority. The sell to him was that, you know, he was going to be kind of the focal point of their class. Tennessee's probably going to lose several wings. I mean, you know, you got Josiah Jordan James, who's a senior this year. Uh, you know, Vescovy's a guard, but he's going to be gone after this year as well. And then I guess there's a chance Julian Phillips, a five-star, uh, could be a one-and-done. You know, they've had a few one-and-dones the last few years at Tennessee. I think he could be one as well. So the minutes were going to be there for Edwards to, you know, be one of the focal points at Tennessee. But instead, you know, I think he went with his childhood favorite. I think Kentucky's where he always wanted to be. Calipari got in there and closed the deal. And I mean, I think shot him. I call my shot. This kid will end up being the number one player in the country when all is said and done. Yeah. I was actually about to say that, that I thought he'd have a good shot at being the number one overall player in that 2023 class. And you're sitting there talking about Kentucky, Tennessee, and that rivalry that has strengthened and increased since uh, Rick Barnes has got to Knoxville, because I mean, they've, they've won the league a couple of times. They won the league tournament this past year. They've, they've had Kentucky's number a lot of times as well. So you, you want to win those head-to-head recruiting battles. And let's say they, they lost the one with Kennedy Chandler a few years ago, but since then they, they've they won the one with Casey Wallace, and now they get the one with Justin Edwards. Those are two back-to-back head-to-head recruiting battles against your SEC rival. I think that's another good sign as well. But uh, you get Robert Dillingham a month ago, big one there, and then you go almost a month to the day. I believe it was the 24th when Dillingham committed to Kentucky on that Friday night, and here it is the 25th. You add another elite piece to your class, and we know where they stand with DJ Wagner and some other pieces. Like, this is going to be a very, very good class for John Calipari. And and this is where a year ago when they met all those coaching changes, we said that you wouldn't see the impact of an Orlando Antigua back at Kentucky until they got a full recruiting period under their belt, and that's what they're getting now. And how about them? How about this too, Derek? Putting this class together in the summertime before – the high school season and high school year even starts. They're already getting elite talent. Now you can kind of push all your chips in on all those other pieces like a DJ Wagner and see where you go from there. 
Yeah, and if they get Wagner, uh, I'm pretty certain they're going to have the number one class uh, in the country. Let me see what the calculator says. And, and that number one they just would. feels different. And that number one would feel different than some of the other number ones or number twos that they've had just because of the elite level talent that is mm-hmm. going to be mixed in. Uh, I mean, we know that they've had Duke and Kentucky both have had classes where they've had five or six guys, but a lot of it was just bulk of players in the top 10 or top 15, top 20. Like these are elite pieces that they're adding and this could have a lot of top 10 guys in it. Yeah. Well, you know, I know there's some thought that across the board, this class as a whole maybe isn't as good as some others that have come in recent years, but in terms of the overall rankings though, you know, to your point, Edwards and Dillingham are going to be two top 20 guys all time. UK assigns. I mean, you think of all the great players Kentucky signed, specifically you know in the in the John Calipari era he's been here so long now I mean he's you know more or less there weren't a whole lot of years (laughs) that the uh, internet rankings are around prior to Cal being at Kentucky I mean maybe six seven years something like that so you know these are two guys that I think Dillingham is right there at 16 he's going to get moved down to 17 once Edwards joins but I think Edwards is going to be right there inside the top 15 and could go up even higher if he ends up being the number one player in this class um you know, going back to what you're talking about with, with Tennessee, um, being able to close like that, I think it shows – and you would expect this, but I give a lot of credit to Rick Barnes, the job he's done there. I, mean, I think they're going to be probably, what, preseason top three minimum in the SEC. I would think Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee are going to be there in some order. Um, should have another really strong team. But, you know, the lack of postseason success is, is the big bugaboo with Tennessee. However, I still think it shows like th- I think this is a feel good recruitment because Travis Branham came on the show for you longtime listeners. You might remember this. And we were talking, this was like 2020. I think, I think this was still the pandemic year. And we were talking about this class though, the 2023 class, kind of who he thought Kentucky might be in good shape with. And he mentioned Justin Edwards, who I think was like maybe still a four star at that time or a very low end five star as being someone that he thought of Kentucky really pushed for him, they would get him. But there for a while, you didn't really hear about Kentucky with Edwards a whole lot. And then for Calipari to kind of make him the focus and come in and close and, and to beat out a team, again, you would expect Kentucky to win most head-to-heads in basketball against Tennessee. But it's still, I think, just uh, kind of shows the, the staying power in the brand that whenever John Calipari narrowed in on this kid, he's still able to land a top three player in this class and someone that I think I mean who knows what who knows what the roster will will look like when it's all said and done next year but I think he's going to be someone who probably a top two player at Kentucky on that team you would hope so it's a huge win no doubt about it yeah and let's let's go back so May 24th of 2021 he had offers from Virginia Tech Miami Temple Oklahoma State Seton Hall DePaul and Drexel that was a list of schools that were that were after Justin Edwards, and that list really started to grow going into last summer. And then, you know, kind of he keyed in on, on some schools there down the stretch and took those visits, and it ended up being Kentucky in the end. And like you've been saying, it was John Calipari closing the deal. I think that's the biggest thing about it, and closing the deal after Peach Jam. We know that, that Cal uh, hosted a visitor and stuff in Lexington and everything uh, – while Peach Jam was going on, then he makes his way back down to Peach Jam and uh, closes this deal. And uh, this is a this is a huge one for Kentucky. It's a huge momentum push going right in here to the Bahamas here in about, what, two weeks yeah. before the, the team's on the floor playing. And, and there seems to be maybe some more news coming pretty soon, too. 
Yeah, I totally forgot that they're that close. Uh, yeah. Um, let me get the young man's name. It, he's got a good first name we can all pronounce. Uh, Ugana or Ugana. I don't know which one it is. Uh, we'll call him Ugana. Uh, Kingsley Onyenso, I believe they say. Is, he's at, no, I think he goes by Ugana Kingsley. Do you know how to say yeah. his first name? Is that it? Ugana? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how I say it. Well, Ugana sounds funny. I like saying Ugana. You got to commit to UK uh, here in a few weeks. <laughs> so, um, so he reclassified as well and he he did get moved up i was mentioning gg jackson getting moved up ugana did as well and he's the number 41 player in the composite in in the 2022 class now heavy uk lane i think he'll be committed here in about a week uh to the cats most likely and we'll see what his plan ends up being get, gonna get there late I, i'm not sure at that point it's gonna be so close to the bahamas i don't i don't know that he's gonna be with the team at that point i guess we'll find out down the road but but going back to 23 I mean, I think there's two guys from what I can tell. And there was a report today that Mookie Cook is another guy that UK is talking to. He's a top five player who decommitted from Oregon. I don't, I don't really know much about it. I would guess Sean, he probably won't be in this class, um, but he's still a name there. But obviously the big one, we mentioned Wagner, the, the guy we've been talking about for years with this class. Had, had Kenny Payne not been higher at Louisville, this one's probably already a done deal for Kentucky. And he's probably already in this class. But as it is, UK is in a recruiting battle. Uh, depending on the reporting you want to follow there, I mean, you can feel kind of good about UK or you could still feel good about Louisville. I'm still not sure there's a, a really a clear answer. The It sounds like Kentucky's still quite confident, but it sounds like Louisville's confident as well. So plenty of ties on both sides there in that recruitment. No idea when it's going to be finalized. But the other big name, uh, well, a couple of big names, I'll get to the other one, but Aaron Bradshaw was a guy that was considered a UK lean there for a while. And, and just yesterday, or maybe the day before, Travis Branham, changes crystal ball from Kentucky back to foggy. So it doesn't, doesn't sound like that one's a done deal by any means. Matter of fact, usually, you know, it's interesting because Branham's pulled back his crystal ball on two guys, Wagner, he had to Louisville. He pulled it back to foggy. So you're feeling good. If you're Kentucky, you know, that it seems like the, the winds have shifted, but the same deal with Bradshaw, you know, sounding good for UK now, maybe doesn't sound as good. I know he's got kind of the G league um, Louisville still an option there for him don't quite know where he's going to go but then the other guy sean maybe you have some more info on him that i don't ron holland who's up to number 10 player in his class i know kentucky is still right there for him listed as a power forward i've heard he's maybe not quite as tall as what he's listed but he plays the game just hard as hell and is a guy that uh could certainly help this kentucky team next year if he chooses to come but i think those are the three main guys at this point that kentucky's still targeting uh, as of now in 2023 yeah, and, and a lot of people forget, you know, about Reed Shepard, you know, already in the class mm-hmm. as a guard there too. I know because he's been committed for such a long time now. He committed, was it last November when Reed committed? committed? on a day of a football game, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, New Mexico, yeah, the New Mexico State game, I believe, yeah. at Kroger Field because I didn't go to the football game that day. So yeah. uh, you had that commitment and then it, then it was quiet for a while, which when you get an early commitment like that, and it's still such a long ways away and and, and more offers coming out and things like that. But then you get Dillingham and then you, you get this pickup from Edwards and, and you're, you're hoping if you're a Kentucky fan that the next one's probably, you know, DJ Wagner at some point. And if it is, I mean, let, let's just talk about where Edwards fits before we wrap up here. So that's a position that to me, when Kentucky was at its best under John Calipari, they had a really, really good three with some length that could do some things. Uh, I know James Young is probably a comparison that you're going to see a lot thrown out with that that left-handed shot, similar to Justin Edwards with the left hand. Uh, Keldon Johnson, I would put into yeah. 
to that mold too as a small forward in that season at Kentucky, a bigger body, a bigger bodied wing. And so where, where do you think that Edwards fits when it comes to that? And I, I think that that alone, to me, it's been something that they've missed on some teams in recent years was that that really that small forward, that one that you actually know, okay, that's a three, that's a surefire three. Kentucky's had a lot of years where they played three guards. Uh, quickly, Maxie, Hagens, they did it with uh, Monk and Briscoe and Briscoe, Fox. So yeah. they've had the years where they've done the three guards. But to me, when you get that elite two-way player with some length that can shoot the ball, can hang on the rim, can affect the game defensively, that's when Kentucky seems to be at its best. And John Calipari, what they want to do as a team is at its best. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, it's so hard to, to project you know, what Kentucky's roster might look like just even a year from now. I mean, you're going to have some NBA decisions. Um, I think he's pretty much a lock to start at the three. Where I'll be most curious, though, you know, if they do get DJ Wagner as well, it, it, do you see a Wagner and Dillingham backcourt with Edwards as a three or does someone like Antonio Reeves come back? You know, he has two years of eligibility. He can come back and if he's not, you know, certainly ready for the NBA after this year, I think he would certainly entertain coming back. C.J. Frederick, another guard, I think you would expect to be there, but have a hard time seeing C.J. starting over some of these other guys. So I think you're already feeling pretty good about the depth at, at that position. I mean, even if you don't get Wagner, I mean, I'm, I'm a little sure, uh, I would assume, I mean, that U.K. would probably target another guard if one of Frederick or Reeves wouldn't be there. But if you have those two, you have Dillingham, uh, Reed's going to be there. You know, maybe even need one more guard, though, even with those guys. But you know, I feel pretty good about – I mean, if you get Wagner as well and you're sitting there with, with Wagner, Dillingham, and uh, Edwards as your as your pieces and you're just trying to figure it out down low, and, I mean, it, it could be a whole other set of options there as well. Does Damian Collins take a big enough leap this year to go to the NBA? Uh, I think Lance Ware will probably be back. But, you know, does Oscar decide that, you know, he could still make more money at Kentucky? I don't know. I don't, I don't think Oscar's going to be back for another season. I think we should all just be glad that he came back for, for one more. Um, but there's going to be a lot of guys. There's going to be a lot of guys. Gone. Gonna be there. Yeah, there yeah. will be. This team's going to lose a lot just either from graduation. Cause there, I mean, there's going to be, well, not necessarily graduation, I guess, because they technically do have the COVID year, but you wouldn't anticipate that Oscar Toppin or Wheeler will be back. And then no, probably got two one and dons with Livingston and, Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Fr- Frederick to me is a guy that I see being a part of this group mm-hmm. when it comes to 
you know, the if it, if DJ Wagner's in that in that group with them, and you, and you got Dillingham and Edwards, to me, Frederick's the guy that I already can see fitting in with those pieces. And I know we have no idea what CJ Frederick's going to going to look like in a Kentucky jersey. We'll get to see that here in a couple of weeks. But that's a guy that projecting down the road, I think, is going to be. Uh, a part of this group as well and, and mixing in. And then you just want to see what happens with the front court pieces. Like that's the, that's the next yeah. thing that this class needs to move into. You're still trying to lock up DJ Wagner, but the front court pieces and, and the bodies there, is it a Bradshaw? Is it who, who has, who is it? It well, remains to be seen, but uh, we, we know that they'll definitely, that will start trending in that direction as they get closer to the fall. Well, if, if the case is that Kingsley comes here and he red shirts, I still like that. I like that he's going to be on camp. I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll play this year. It'd be great if he got some and, experience. And this isn't a shade and sharp situation. Like, no, he's not going to be like, top 10 pick. No, <laughs> no I, I saw some people yeah. uh, in, in one of the stories I published last week in the comments. They said, here we go again, another shade and sharp. And I'm, <laughs> I, I don't want to say no. That That's I, – I don't I don't think Kentucky is going to be, uh, be burned on this one. I really don't. No, but, yeah, and it, no matter what he does, uh, I think having him here on campus going through the – uh, you know, weightlifting program, practicing against Oscar Sheboy every single day. I mean, there's going to be a lot to gain there, but he is pretty raw from what I understand. I mean, this is not a guy who, like like I just mentioned with his ranking, I mean, he's not even a top 40 player now in his next class. So this is not a guy that you would think would come in and would be a dominant force from day one, but he's, he's very likely to be on that team after next year. But I still think, Sean, maybe depending on what happens with Collins, you know, like I said, I, I don't think Ware is going to be in the NBA after this year, but no. will, will he want to go somewhere else? After? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. You don't see a lot of guys stay four years, but maybe Lance will be that guy. He seems to have embraced the role that he's played at Kentucky uh, this far. It feels to me like there's going to be a portal big in that class because yeah. the, the the center position, if you, if you can find a true center um, at the college level, it's still not a very valued position in the NBA yet. You look at Oscar this year coming back, uh, Baycott at North Carolina. You can find some some truly dominant players in college uh, in the post who can, well, with NIL now, I mean, make a lot of money, more money than what they'd make in the NBA. So I think that's probably the path you see Kentucky go if that person's available. I mean, we'll have to see. Well, and, and it feels too as we wrap up that we talked a couple of years ago about what would John Calipari and Kentucky's philosophy be now that the transfer portal is a thing. And they loaded up on it to build the team that just left Lexington with the Kellen Grady's. I know Frederick was a part of that. Wheeler, I mean, Sheboy, all those people that they brought in. And then this past year, they add Antonio Reeves. They get their high school pieces. They get a lot of guys back. Now you're seeing it go back to that elite level recruiting where they're taking the best of the best. And those are the guys that they were missing on. Yeah, there for a few years. And and I know that Cal has always said, and I think that would be his approach. You want to go get the best of the best in high school. And then you want to fill your roster with veterans from the portal that can help you if you need a shooter or if you need a big or need a rim protector. That to me, I think we're starting to see that philosophy and recruiting and how they want to approach roster management and building their rosters. I think you're kind of seeing what that answer is going to be in this period now. Yeah. I mean, I like the fun. I... I'm like the high-end high school town. I mean, if you're doing – I've said this for other sports. Basketball, especially at a school like UK, where UK is – any kid that goes in the portal, if UK wants them, that kid's going to at least listen. And that's what makes it a little bit different than some of the other sports at UK. But I would still stand by 
that your roster is its healthiest whenever you're getting the best high school players and then you're supplementing other positions. Uh, you know, like the center class is not particularly strong, and it's also a position that you could get a pretty physically developed guy who can kind of impose his will at the college game. And if you can get a 21 or 22-year-old junior or senior, I think with what Kentucky's going to have on that roster following this year, I think that probably makes the most sense. Um, if they were to get Bradshaw, it would be another good recruiting win. But I don't, I don't still know how I'd feel about the primary bigs potentially in that class having to rely on two freshman centers that perhaps aren't the most polished guys. Um, yeah, that's just my that's my opinion on it. Maybe those two guys are better than I'm giving them credit for. Uh, I guess we'll see. But to me, Bradshaw now, like when you reevaluate this board now with Edwards on uh, committed. Like Wagner is the number one guy you want uh, by far. Um, you know, Ghana's in this class now uh, in 2022, going to be probably committing to Kentucky next week. So uh, I, would, I would say even Ron Holland uh, over uh, – maybe that's a bit of a hot take. I don't know how you feel about that. But I would I would even lean towards – because, you know, Holland, if he's a true power forward, well, they don't they don't have one of those in this class right now. Yeah. And you're losing Toppin after this year. You're probably going to lose Livingston. Um, so he would be one guy that I would kind of – look at as as a potential other priority um they're gonna be fine whether they get Bradshaw or not I've been saying that like if he wants to come great it's another guy who has a lot of potential but is I guess my thing would be with Aaron Bradshaw are you gonna get his be- best basketball at UK like probably not he's or a beyond, yeah. team. yeah like he's probably gonna be better off you know three or four years from now and he, he likely won't be at Kentucky when you're seeing that so I kind of like the idea of getting a more polished five to play with what will likely project as a pretty young backcourt a, a very talented young backcourt if yeah. everything goes the way that it that it's trending right now and uh, we'll be right here to take you through it all and uh, as, as Kentucky basketball heads toward the Bahamas and then football right here around the corner I know fall camp starts very soon Derek uh, we've got uh, I know media day is coming up I think the first week of August I don't remember the exact day I want to think it might be August 3rd, the third I yeah, yeah I believe it yeah yeah that's right we were talking about being on a Wednesday anything else you want to add before we wrap up here not just reiterate. I think this is uh this is one of my favorite recruiting wins in a long time for Kentucky, just because of not only who you beat out. I mean, you're going to keep him from a rival, uh, a team that's had a lot of success against Kentucky. But uh, it it gives me confidence in what Calipari is doing to to kind of go back and it helped that you were the you know the kid's favorite growing up, but you still have to go out and put the work in. And uh, Calipari closing this way. I mean, if he gets Wagner, and you have a class where you get the hometown favorite and, and Reed Shepard, a, a guy that everyone wanted to see at Kentucky. If you beat out Tennessee for Edwards and if you beat out Louisville for DJ Wagner, it's the perfect class, isn't it? I mean, what, what could top that? Well, and it is. And then one more note here too. I mean, we've, and I recorded a solo episode a few weeks ago talking about the changes that I see in, in Cal and you're seeing a lot of them. He went out and engaged with the fans this summer, did that tour. And I know that was to, uh, help with the tornado relief and stuff for, for Western Kentucky. And then you see him coming out and uh, putting stuff on Twitter. I know there was a lot, uh, a lot of talk about him not being at the NBA draft and, and everything. And that was something that was different about Cal. And I'm assuming that it, that's not something that's going to be the norm moving forward uh, when you have, cause they're going to have lottery picks and stuff, especially with, with this class that, that they're putting together right now. But the approach to recruiting, the, the offers coming sooner, for 24 and then you have another in-state kid in Travis Perry that received an offer a few weeks ago so uh, it it really seems like there's 
somebody I talked to the other day that was talking about John Calipari and their frustration that they've had for Cal for years. Ever since I've been doing this job, like this person's been like, you know, I just, I'm done with Cal. They even were like, you know what? I see him trying. And that's all I've wanted was just for him to just do some things differently. Whatever was working, whatever he thought was working, it wasn't working. Let's step outside the box here, do something different and give him credit. They have. Yeah, no doubt about it. I would echo those thoughts. I mean, when they lost to St. Peter's, that was a that was a bad night. I mean, it was a, a time where you kind of have your doubts as to how this thing's going. Then you lose Jay Lucas. You know, I mean, some some bad PR hits, but you you know you got Oscar back, and I I think they're going to have a pretty strong team this year. I think uh, certainly a top ten team, maybe even better, top five perhaps. Um, and then you know I want to enjoy this season, no doubt about it. But it is nice to to look back down on the recruiting sheet and see, especially if they get Wagner you're kind of back to being that force in recruiting that, that they were for so many years under Cal really until Duke kind of, you, you know, you had the weird years where some guys went to non-traditional powers. You you had uh, Wiseman going to Memphis. You had Cunningham go to Oklahoma state, probably some more guys mixed in there. Some Simmons at LSU, but you know, Duke was the big thorn in the side as well, taking a lot of kids that Kentucky wanted, but, and Duke still got theirs in this class as well. No doubt about it. Uh, they're going to have, probably the number two class if UK gets Wagner uh, or number one, if UK doesn't get Wagner. So they're still right there, but it does feel like UK is once again, getting its share of the top guys. It, it certainly is. And definitely a good sign. And uh, like I said, we'll be right here to take you all through it. As always, the show is powered by blue wire pods. It's also powered by the butcher's pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit the butcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky daily.